Hey, 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 what's happening? It's Transparent Julie on Taste, and happy Friday! You know you're stepping into a guaranteed vibe right here with me on this beautiful Friday. So make sure you hit me up on the socials because you know I'm going to give you the latest in culture news music and of course i'm on air so it's strict entertainment period i want to know how your thanksgiving went did you argue with your cousin did your uncle knock out your cousin i saw the tweet about that and honestly i couldn't stop laughing i know it's bad was it just all love this year maybe you didn't celebrate this year and you spent time by yourself and really just hit that reflection button but i want to hear from you i want to talk to you you know i'm a little nosy this is transparent julie on taste you know it's a guaranteed vibe right here with me on taste So if you listen to me on the East Coast, if you listen to me on the West Coast, if you wake up with me or I'm your midday pick-me-up or you literally just listen to me whenever you feel like it, I love to start the show off with just setting the intention and setting the tone. And today my message, I didn't meditate, I'm going to be honest, and I didn't do my yoga this morning, but I do have a message. And I was really thinking about it yesterday night when the clock hit midnight. That is Black Friday today. I know a lot of people are shopping. A lot of people are trying to get their holiday gifts before, you know, that frenzy kicks in. People want to hit the streets with their new parka jackets. People want to hit the streets with the fur intact. People want that new flat screen. I get it. But while we're shopping, please be mindful. Shop with intent. Oh, you know what? That wasn't going to be the message, but that is definitely the message for today. Shop with intent. Know where your dollar is going. I definitely know it's Black Friday and you want to hit those good deals from the department stores. But there's a lot of small businesses that have really great deals. You know, tomorrow, Saturday, is Shop Small Business Saturday. But today, really, if you're looking for deals, if you have extra couple of coins that you want to spend or you want to you know actually splurge on yourself or somebody else make sure that you shop where you feel like your dollar is going to be well spent there's a lot of corporations that are going to survive um during this pandemic even if we have another lockdown a lot of corporations have a lot of access to money and uh, they have a lot of friends in high places and access to government money they know the loopholes they know exactly where to get a federal dollar from but a lot of people like myself i'm a small business owner like my family's business like my brother's business we're all small businesses like i think it's really important to shop small especially this year um coronavirus i watched it take out so many businesses in our community that is really a blessing when you have a small business and you have been able to survive this pandemic. Understand that when you shop small, you're not just paying a corporation. Your dollar is just not going into some type of uh, weird goal met day or whatever. You're not meeting somebody's criteria for the day or their percentage for the day. For example, I used to be a stylist for a big company in the mall and uh, we used to have certain goals we had to meet like kind of pressure the client to buy something and we wouldn't get any incentive it was just to be to make our goal and if we didn't make our goal if we had three red stars they will literally cut our hours but when you shop small you're shopping for a little girl's ballerina class you're shopping for you know somebody's 
college tuition, your shopping, all that money is going towards somebody's family, their business, investing back into their business. That may mean the difference between somebody being able to buy groceries that week or not, somebody being able to give one of their employees a bonus or not. You know, especially during this pandemic, things have been extremely difficult. So when you're shopping today, please be mindful of your dollar. Please make sure that it's going to companies that you have some type of moral connection with or that you feel okay about it at the end of the day. Um, we work really hard for our money, so we should be mindful where we spend it at. It's Transparent Julie on Taste, and I have a COVID update for you. Well, according to NPR, the actual number of coronavirus infections in the U.S. reached nearly 53 million at the end of September and could be approaching 100 million now, according to a model developed by the government researchers. Well, the model created by scientists at the Center for Disease Control and Prevention calculated that the true number of infections is about eight times the reported number, which includes only the cases confirmed by a lab test. Preliminary estimates using the model found that by the end of September, 52.9 million people had been infected, while the number of lab-confirmed infections was just 6.9 million. The team reported in November 25th issue of the journal Clinical Infectious Diseases. They said, and I quote, This indicates that approximately 84% of the U.S. population has not yet been infected, and thus most of the country remains at risk. Well, since then, the CDC tally of confirmed infections has increased to 12.5 million. So if the model ratio still holds, the estimated total would now be greater than 95 million, leaving about 71% of the population uninfected. Well, the model attempts to account for the fact that most cases of COVID-19 are mild or basically the symptoms go unreported and unnoticed. Scientists use studies looking for people who have antibodies to the coronavirus in their blood and indications that they were infected at some time or some point to estimate how many infections went undetected. Some of these antibody studies have suggested that only about 1 in 10 coronavirus infections is reported. I'm going to be completely transparent here. Clearly, I'm not a scientist. I can't even tell you if I have a big thing for science. No, I kind of do geek out on science sometimes. Um, more CIA documents, but that's neither here nor there. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I think the good thing is, is that some people can get the coronavirus and really go about their day. I mean, that makes me feel happy that those people don't have crazy reactions and they're not dying, right? So that's a great thing. But at the same time, these people who don't have symptoms or they have mild symptoms, like a little headache, like a little itch in their throat, nothing too crazy, um, they could really be super spreaders out here. So in a way, it's like amazing. You didn't have crazy symptoms. You're alive. You're still with us. The virus didn't affect you in a wild way. But in another way, you could literally be like kind of a murderer by mistake. Accidentally murder people because you're a super spreader. I don't know how I feel about this. Um... Also, when they said that that means that uh, 70%, over 70% of the population could still be at risk, I was actually screaming yikes while I was reading that, if you didn't hear me. Like, deep down, in my subconscious, I was like, yikes. Oh, man, I really want this COVID season to just leave. I've never been so grateful for people's health and for, like, my health and people that I don't even know their health in my entire life. Like, I don't think I've ever been so mindful about health until this year. 
Let me know how the COVID season changed you. Have you been more mindful towards what you would put in your body? Have you been implementing certain things that you haven't done before? Do you take more vitamins? Let's talk about it and let's chit-chat. Did COVID make you more mindful of your health? This is Transparent Julie on Dash. It's Transparent Julie on Taste and I have your news for today. President Donald Trump this week acknowledged that the transition for President-elect Joe Biden to take office is going ahead. But on Thursday, he made it very clear he's in no mood to concede the election. Just, just to be clear, if the Electoral College votes for Joe Biden, will you concede? Well, if they do, they made a mistake because this election was a fraud. Just so you understand, this election was a fraud. I mean, they have Biden beating Obama on Obama's vote in areas that mattered in terms of the election, in swing states. And yet he's losing to Obama all over the place. But he's beating Obama in swing states, which are the states that mattered for purposes of the election. So, no, I can't say that at all. I think it's a, it's a possibility. They're trying to, look, between you people, don't answer, don't talk to me that way. You're just a, you're just a lightweight. Don't talk to me that way. Don't talk to, I'm the president of the United States. Don't ever talk to the president that way. Hmm. I'm going to be completely transparent here. Those allegations are baseless claims. And the part that really got me was when President Donald Trump said, and I quote, there's no way that Biden got 8 million votes. He said repeatedly. Like, you know what? It makes me happy to know he's acknowledging the fact that he will leave the White House. But I wonder if President Donald Trump will attend Joe Biden-elect's inauguration ceremonies as it is a tradition. So, I mean, I wonder if he will go. Do you think he will go? Let me know because, honestly, I don't think he will. And it also makes me wonder about his future in politics. Like... President Donald Trump wasn't even into politics before he became president, and I think that's hella scary. So, do you think he's going to be into politics after this? Do you think he's going to be heavily involved? Let me know and let's talk about it. I do know that if President Donald Trump wanted to run again for office in 2024, I believe that he can. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I really believe that he can. Like, that's legal. A U.S. president can serve two terms, but it doesn't have to be back-to-back. Like, it doesn't have to be, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Consecutively. He could literally run for office. Each president of the United States can run, and they can serve two terms, and they can be non-consecutive. So, there you have it. President Donald Trump can run for president in four more years. Yes, he'll be 78 years old, but that's only a year older than than President-elect Joe Biden right now. So let me know, do you think that President uh, Trump will run for office again in 2024? Let's talk about it and let's chit-chat. This is Transparent Julie on Dash. Yesterday, I was talking all about gratitude, how gratitude can change your mind and how your brain works. And honestly, gratitude is the expression of appreciation for what one has. I was also looking into our subconscious And that has a lot to do with a lot of brain waves and frequencies. And gratitude can help you tap into all of that. It's really amazing. Wow. I'm going to talk more about that in my transparent thoughts. But right now, I want to hear from you. How do you feel about today's daily news? Make sure you talk to me. Make sure you hit me up on the socials at Taste Radio 1. Or slide in my DMs at Don Jalissa. Do you really think that President Donald Trump is capable for serving another term in 2024? He will be around 78 years old, but that's only a year older than President-elect Joe Biden. Oof. 
I'm not going to lie, that'll be extremely interesting. Let's really dive in and let's talk about it. Coming up next, I have your special delivery report. And let me tell you, although yesterday was Thanksgiving, today's special delivery report is very spicy. So things are getting pretty spicy, so let me give you some tea. It seems like Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan are a thing. I don't know, rumors have it, but let me tell you a little more. The NYPD that is best trying to stop the Macy's Day Parade from becoming a super spreader event. Tamika Mallory, you know her as the super activist. Uh, she says that Kamala Harris has to work extremely hard to earn the black vote. Hmm, very interesting. Of course, let me dive into some Grammy talk. Drake opens up about how he feels. Mm, you know when Drake opens up about how he feels, it's just a lot. And of course, talking about in their feelings, Former bestie of Megan The Stallion responds to Shots Fired, records a diss record, and Megan answers. I know, this happened all in the spam of 24 hours. You don't want to miss it. This is Transparent Julie on Taste. So things are getting pretty spicy. Let me give you the full tea. Millions of people are traveling to see their families, to see their grandma, and they spend it with their loved ones. Yesterday, even today, people are still traveling. Well, amongst those people are Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan. Somebody insert my screams. Oh, my God. Right. Can you talk about one sexy as fine, maybe as couple? Well, it seems like the paparazzi snagged some pictures of them, and they were coming off of a plane on wednesday night but i wonder if they're official or if they're gonna announce the official thing now that it's a day after thanksgiving and uh they were definitely trending on twitter but honestly that's a fine ass couple y'all well in other news it seems like the nypd did its best to stop the macy's day parade from becoming a super spreader event cops were posting up around the parade route to make sure large crowds don't form and the turkey day tradition was also shortened over the three days and it was also pre-taping going on on tuesday and wednesday so thursday you know police weren't that busy standing around and guarding for trouble and herds of people literally just standing around and becoming super spreaders there was tons of barricades set up to block off the streets and around the macy flagship store where most of the pre-taping was going on and a lot of cops had to hold down the perimeter but police officers were making their present known but a high-ranking nypd official told tmz that the police detail for the parade had been slashed by 80 percent from the year prior which is a huge cut in the reduction in force just because, you know, the parade was much smaller this year. I'm going to be completely transparent. COVID then, <laughs> COVID, you done changed the game, sweetie. You really did. You changed the game. It's been horrible since you arrived and I want you to leave. The Macy's Day Parade, seriously? You know, people travel. Oh my God, COVID. COVID literally changed everything in New York City. The Macy's Day Parade, the Rockefeller tree. What's next? The ball dropping. It's been a lot. It's been one hell of a year. I'm going to need COVID to leave because she is unwelcomed here. Unwelcomed. We don't want you here anymore. Please go. Did you catch the Macy's Day Parade virtually? Let me know. Did you guys have to do anything virtually this year? I know a lot of people were even uh, virtually seeing their grandparents or virtually having Thanksgiving dinner with their loved ones, um, virtually playing games this year. Let me know and let's really talk about it. 
what did you have to implement differently this year for Thanksgiving? Well, it seems like Tamika Mallory says Kamala Harris will have to earn the black vote by living up to the promises that she and President-elect Joe Biden have been making to black America ahead of this year election. An election that Tamika Mallory calls an election to get President Donald Trump out of the White House, do or die. We, we obviously were living in a situation that was imminent threat. We had to get rid of Donald Trump. He just could not be the president of the United States anymore. And so we had a, a situation where we had to vote against him. Uh, and, and, and But that day is over. We're now in a time that when the Democratic nomination period comes up again, we may have to make a different choice. I hope that that is not the case. I truly want to believe that Kamala Harris, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, is going to work really hard, one, to recognize with some of the issues in her past and also because she's really been on a listening tour, gathering information and trying to understand the intricacies of the, the, the issues that Black folks are dealing with across the nation. Tamika Mallory has been a staple during these times as an activist and everything that she's been doing and how involved she has been, you know, with the George Floyd case and many other cases. But I felt like it was really interesting that she said she believes that sexism in this country may be bigger than racism and it left me really um speechless i'm gonna be completely transparent it left me speechless i also thought it was really interesting when tamika mallory said this you know i i don't put my faith in any one white man especially a white man that's over 70 years old who we know uh, unfortunately vice president biden has invested and been a part of some of the most dangerous and detrimental things that have happened to black people in this country. But I do believe that we can all grow, we can all evolve. I think the most beautiful thing that Tamika Mallory did say here was that we all have the ability to grow and evolve and that Kamala Harris has been doing the groundwork and the research to find out what's going on in the black community. So I really wish for the best for a better America in 2021. Um, and like I said, I really do hope that we do grow as a nation and we do evolve. While everybody was getting ready for Thanksgiving and people were, you know, getting a little lit, Drake had a couple things to get off his chest. Well, he said, and I quote, I think we should stop allowing ourselves to be shocked every year by the disconnect between impactful music and these awards and just accept that once was the highest form of recognition may no longer matter to the artists that exist now and the ones that come after. He continued to say, it's like a relative, you know, you keep expecting to fix up, but they just can't change their ways. You know, Drake had to open up about the Grammys because... Even though he was nominated, let's be completely transparent here. It still makes zero to no sense that The weekend ended up with zero nominations. Given the success of After Hours, and especially Blinding Lights. Like, Blinding Lights made me download TikTok. Are you kidding me? My old ass is on TikTok. Let's be transparent here. Are we even mad that The weekend called the Grammys corrupt? Because it seems like a lot of foo-foo things are happening here. We can't be upset. That makes no sense that The weekend really 
was snubbed from a Grammy. The Weeknd did say um, he believes he was snubbed because the Grammys didn't want him to dilute his Grammy performance with a Super Bowl performance. You know, I don't know. I just think that for him not to be nominated, there's something funny going on. And somebody is definitely, probably, more than likely getting fired after this mishap. I don't know. I just feel like you can't talk about Grammy nominations this year and not include The Weeknd. And also, you should give people their roses while they're still here. Like, he put in the work, so give the man his roses. Let me know how you feel and let's talk about it. I also feel like this puts artists who are winning a nomination, it puts them in a weird place, right? Because it's like, all right, is the importance of a Grammy now diluted? Does it not make any sense anymore? Is it corrupt? It makes you question the system. And it also makes you question like, all right, if The Weeknd wasn't nominated and this is someone you probably should be competing against for a Grammy and you win a Grammy, how does that even feel? Like you weren't even put up against your most valuable competitor or like your biggest opponent for that category. It may feel like maybe the people who win in that category that The Weeknd deserve to be in, they might even feel like they were kind of slighted too. Like, dang, if The Weeknd was nominated, would I still win? You know what I mean? As an artist, I would want to go against my peer that gives me a run for my money, the one that makes me shake in my boots. That's who I want to go against because I know that I won because it was well-deserved and I put my best foot forward and I outworked everybody. You know what I mean? I want to hear from you, though. Let's talk about it and let's chit-chat. You know, although yesterday was all about the turkey, there were some people that were serving some beef. All right, I'm not going to lie, that was a little corny. But seriously, Kelsey Nicole, who was Megan Thee Stallion's ex-BFF, well, she responds to Shots Fired with a diss track, but also she went on Instagram Live to basically express how she felt. Megan, you steady lying on me, lying on my name. I'm not, I'm not cool with that. You know what I'm saying? You playing with my character. I ain't said shit on the internet to disrespect nobody. I haven't crossed no lines. So why y'all fucking with me? What y'all said he fucking with me for? And I have to get on the internet and do this. I have to get on the internet and do this because last time I sent Megan a text and I told her what was the purpose of shading me. Whatever your issues is, call me or text me. I ain't get no response. So this is my only way to shoot a message to her is through the internet. Cause I prefer to hash it out off of social media. You know what I'm saying? You slandering my name. You're slandering my name. You're tarnishing my character. Why? I'm a shrimp, remember? Why are you so worried? Why are you so worried about me? You stated nothing but lies in your diss track. You beefing with a fuck. You you did a diss track to somebody that ain't no fucking rapper. I'm not a rapper, and you dissing me. Okay, although Kelsey isn't a rapper, uh, she did release a diss track responding back to Megan. Yeah, yeah. Who I'm taking shots at? Bitch, I'm blessing you. I'm talking to that same bitch that crashed that boat. I'm 42. It's a shame we're here today. Truth be told, it's cause of you. Couldn't control your little feelings. Look what dick is costing you. It was all good, yeah. About a week ago. Shout out Bobby's murder, but this bitch is really cheap. If I was the one with the gun, you would have heard about a murder. Said her back was turned, but that girl know it really hurt her. Never been a jealous friend, and the people really know it. If you would have kept it solid, then I would have been. 
oh my god the track is called bussin' back megan the stallion was literally unbothered and she seemingly responded to kelsey's live and diss track when she tweeted laughing emojis in addition she posted a video of her and her air quotes besties saying goodnight i'm gonna be completely transparent here wow this entire megan the stallion situation involving tori lanes involving her ex-best friend it's just i believe so messy like what what i don't know have you ever been lost for words because i am clearly lost for words like kelsey i wanted to hear her side of the story i wanted to see what she had to say but then you going on instagram live and then saying that megan isn't answering you and then you literally sat there and said the only way to get her attention is to basically go on social media and then you said you weren't a rapper but then you released an entire diss track i don't know that's a little cheesy to me like it feels like a little I don't know if you're trying to defend your character. I don't know if she... I really don't understand what how she's trying to go about this. You know what I mean? Like, if someone is talking about you and you're trying to defend your character, are you going to release a diss track even though you're not a rapper? It seems a little weird. It's like one of those things people say, weird flex, but okay. Yeah, one of those. I want to hear from you. If your best friend literally dissed you or your ex-best friend dissed you in a track record, how would you respond? How would you feel? And then the part that she said, you know, if I would have shot you, you it would have been a murder case. Like, that's... Uh, seriously? I don't know. I don't like that. This is really weird. Hit me up. Let's talk about it. This is Transparent Julie on Dash. It's Julie on Taste, and we're going straight into my transparent thought of the day. Make sure you hit me up on the socials at Taste Radio 1. I want to hear how was your turkey day? Um, what are you most grateful for today? Did you wake up feeling a little bit more grateful than you were yesterday? I think that if there's anything that we can take away from yesterday was about living in the present and as well as being a little bit more grateful this year than we were any other year before. I think that before we used to be a little less mindful of the things that we were doing. Now we're a little bit more conscious of it. So let's talk about it. I want to hear from you. How was your turkey day and what are you grateful for today before my family came over yesterday i was high key stressed but let me tell you holidays aren't really a thing for us uh we're literally always together every saturday at least my immediate family usually i take the uh, holidays to spend it with my cousins i go and i travel and it's always a really good time but covid season had my brother-in-law really shooketh i mean like really shooketh as he should you know over two hundred thousand people have died but i had to have this really uncomfortable conversation with my sister yikes i know one of those i respect your covid boundaries but don't impose them in my parents house one of those type of conversations because we have to be a little mindful of people's covid restrictions because she's just trying to protect her family and it's a lot so if somebody has boundaries please try to respect them but if you do have those boundaries understand that you have those boundaries and you should probably stay home so yeah it was one of those awkward ass conversations she still came over and i was a little tiptoey around the situation but anyways my sister had me high key stressed the day before everyone was supposed to come over and by everybody i mean my nieces and my nephews because that's really the reason why we're always together almost every saturday so the day i took it as this all right i'm gonna take maybe 15 deep breaths just to realize that our present is a gift 
Literally, our subconscious doesn't live anywhere else but the present. And regardless of the little mishap, it's a blessing to spend time with your families and your loved ones. And it's also such an understatement, but if you get home alive every single day and you make it home okay and you wake up, that's already a blessing. You're already starting off your day better than most. To be able to walk, to be able to talk, to be able to breathe is really an underrated blessing that we shouldn't take for granted this year. Our lives are so fragile, more than people think. Everything has to be perfect for us to be born the way we are. Every single every single thing has to line up for us to come back home okay and make it home and not in a body bag. I often believe that as humans, we believe we're a little bit more superior than we really are, that we aren't um, subjected to certain things that we really are. You know, we're high-key very fragile, and any little thing that's a mishap can go to shit. Like, our lives can be lost at any single moment. So when you have this time with your family, try to let go the mishaps. Try to let go of the things that aren't perfect, because let me tell you, everybody's family is a hot-ass mess. It's just not yours, it's just not mine, it's just not your cousins, it's just, it's everybody's family. Everybody's family is a hot ass mess. Love people for their imperfections and try to be in the present. You know what I mean? Stop trying to complain about the little things and be grateful for the smaller things. This is Transparent Julie with my thought of today on Dash. It's Julie on Taste and we're going straight into Triggered. Triggered is a segment where I share something that evokes an emotion in me. If you ever felt triggered, just understand you're not alone. I'm right here navigating with you. Listen, today is National Native American Heritage Day, and it's the day after Thanksgiving. And I don't know how the indigenous people feel about this, and maybe I should look into it, but National Native American Heritage Day is on the day after Thanksgiving, and it honors American Indians across the nation. This day is to celebrate the vibrant cultures, the traditions, and the heritage while recognizing the many contributions that the Native Americans have made to society and the world. The day encourages people to listen to Native American voices, to read their books it's really to raise awareness on natives indigenous people should be celebrated and looked into their culture literally as often as we could and as often as we should i know this uh, museum in brooklyn i believe has an entire section where you can celebrate indigenous people and you can really dig into their culture and you can really learn a lot of things about them i saw this video yesterday on instagram and i felt it was really important to watch i'm going to post it on my instagram story you can go at don Jalissa, or if you want to see it just ask me and i'll send it to you um i felt like it was super interesting just because it was a young woman and she was a native american and honestly i was triggered because a lot of time in our society we're like well why can't we be a sexy native american for halloween and she breaks down the reasons why she says well first of all you're sexualizing our culture second of all Pocahontas is not the Pocahontas that you think she is. She was actually one of the women that we considered to be stolen, right? Kidnapped or raped in our culture and obviously married off to a pedophile who was a grown man. Meanwhile, Pocahontas was like about 13 years old. And I was really thinking about the fact how in our society sometimes we can be so brainwashed and not... Um, conscious of the things that we watch or we don't really look into certain things that we deem is part of like oh my god Pocahontas is part of our childhood I used to love Pocahontas but now as an adult I'm being more mindful because that's disrespecting an entire culture an entire heritage and then she also was talking about 
how when we wear headdresses, that's something that's so sacred to her heritage and her culture and how they have to literally earn those headdresses and earn those um basically like those feathers and we're just wearing it as a costume how disrespectful is that i think it's time for us to really dig in deep into the indigenous people really find out what's going on with them what's going on with their land and see how we can raise more awareness towards the things that they're fighting for this is transparent julie with my trigger point on dash it's Julian Taste. I know you guys are going to miss me over the weekend. But remember, tomorrow is Small Business Saturday. Make sure that you support small businesses. My Della Rose line is coming out in December. So please keep an eye out for that. I'm going to need all your love and all your support. Also, my line is fire, fire flames. Like the guy who's doing a production of it, of these sweaters, he literally called me to ask me if he can purchase them. Isn't that wild? Like, like, wow, I feel so blessed right now. I hope you guys are counting more of your blessings and less of your mistakes. You are looking at people in your life in a present tense and not a past tense. You're giving people more of a clean slate. And you're literally walking with intention and being more conscious of where you spend. Always stay beautiful, stay safe, six, six feet away. And make sure you spread love. That's an entire frequency. Make sure that love literally radiates inside of you and you express that outside of you this weekend if you miss me you can always hit me up on the socials this is transparent julie on dash